the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Six and a half minutes past seven o'clock. Dave Ellswick's show continues. Typical Monday power panels here. By the way, for you who want to send questions uh, to the Bible guys, I'm going to ask you to send them in a different place. I'm going to have you send them to Heidi. Heidi, what's the email they should be sending your questions to for the next couple of weeks? Heidi at SalemLR.com. That's right. H-E-I-D-I. If you'll send them there, uh, we'll get them, and she'll forward them uh, to uh, our uh, our uh, Bible guys, and then she'll uh, send them over to me as well. Because right now, you can't send them to me. Uh, my email is completely down because of the left's attack on Salem across this country. Across the country, folks. Uh, they know we are the most conservative uh, radio network in America, and uh, they've had their evil eyes on us for a long time. All right, so, you know, November is going to be, of course, the big referendum that everybody's waiting for, uh, the cage match between Biden and, and uh, Donald Trump, uh, the president, and his re-election, and uh, we'll have coverage of that uh, election night. Uh, I'll be on live, as I always am on election night, and and doing the show, and you'll be able to call in and say what you think is going on. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun like it always is. But as important as the national election is, remember that I always remind you, that the closest uh, government to you is the best government because you can control it. Uh, Your voice uh, in the state government is much louder than what it is in the federal government. Uh, I mean, we've got four congressmen out of 400 plus, and we've got two senators out of 100. So that tells you you get problems. You got all Arkansans in the state house, and you got all Arkansans in the uh, in the Senate, so you can call them and typically uh, have a, a a sway on them. And it's even better when you get into calling your uh, folks out of your local cities and uh, and your uh, uh, county districts. So, with that all said, let's talk about. What's going to be on the ballot as far as the initiated acts go? 
And the Secretary of State has been so good uh, to join us today. Uh, we've got Mr. Uh, John Thurston on with us. Mr. Secretary, thanks for joining us today. And with him on the phone is the Assistant Director of the Elections Division of the Secretary of State's office, and that's uh, Leslie Bellamy. So she's here, and she can ask all, answer all the, the kind of uh, legal beagle questions that might be out there still dealing about the initiated act. So let's just start with a general question for you, John, and that is where are we as we look down on uh, November 3rd? Are things looking good? You know, I think so. I think the uh, the laws that we currently have are sufficient. And uh, thanks for having me on, Dave. But um, you know, people, there are three ways to vote. You can vote early. You can vote on election day, show up at the polls, um, or you can absentee. Now, we, you know, we we're anticipating that uh, you know there there will be a, a rise in absentee voting. You know, due to COVID, um, folks especially some of the folks who are maybe their health is compromised and they really don't want to get out. So they have the opportunity to vote absentee. But, um, you know, we began or, ha or we began working on that months and months ago. And so uh, I think we're prepared. The county clerks, they've been working on, uh, you know, putting things in place to make sure that the polls are as safe as possible. Now, one thing that we, that, that counties do need, um, our poll workers. So if there's anyone out there uh, across the state that thinks that's something they may be interested in, uh, they need to contact their county clerk. And the reason that counties are needing poll workers is because, you know, the folks who typically work the polls are uh, usually the older folks in our community because they're retired and so forth. Uh, you know, th those are the ones that COVID kind of, you know, may hit the hardest, so they, they don't really want to show up to uh, be put in that situation. So uh, poll workers are very important. But you want to talk about the ballot measures, I believe, today. Yes. And if, if you want, um, I'll kind of run through real quick what kind of the, the, the timelines and what a ballot measure really is. And the Arkansas Constitution reserves to the people the right to initiate le le uh, legislation and in order to place a measure on the ballot, a sponsor must collect the signatures of at least 89,151 registered voters on a petition. The deadline to submit sig signatures to my office is four months prior to the general election. And my office reviews the petitions and calls or throws out signatures that do not comply with certain statutory provisions. So if a petition contains 89,151 signatures on its face after non-compliant signatures are thrown out. Then my office verifies whether or not the remaining signatures are from legis uh, registered voters. So at that stage, if a petition contains at least 66,864 signatures of registered voters, the sponsor of the petition is granted 30 days to collect and submit additional signatures. And this is called the cure period. So that's essentially it. Uh, you know, sponsors can hire canvassers, paid canvassers, to solicit signatures from the uh, the voters. And so, uh, but we have three 
ballot measures. One, the casino one, has been withdrawn. The sponsors withdrew that uh, measure, and the other two are in litigation. So um, the uh, the redistricting one and then the uh, the rank choice, which I know you guys probably have talked about a lot of times on your show. Yeah, we've talked so, about that second and third one extensively already because I think uh, those are just, uh, you know, out of the ballpark as far as what I think uh, Americans want. Could I ask or a question here, Dave? Yeah, you can jump in. Go ahead, Artie. Hey, what's the process for the uh, for the state legislator to lecture to get something on the ballot measures like our, our – uh, half cent sales tax what what process do they go through to get something on the ballot sure it's uh it's it's legislation and leslie you may be able to help with that um i think they're only allowed uh so many i think three and leslie i'm gonna let you kind of speak to that yeah they're they're only allowed the three and it has to come through uh just like uh, any other law it has to pass through uh and the House and Senate to be put on the ballot. Okay. Okay, uh-huh. Leslie, if, if you could, just for my, uh, an answer for me before we go to break, uh, they've changed who makes the determination on the uh, language of the title of the bill. Uh, used to be That's the right. Arkansas Attorney, Attorney General made that determination now, is it, am, I, am I right in saying it is the election commission that makes that determination? Yes, the state board of election commission day. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So that's right. Uh, that's a that's a big difference, guys. Yes, it happened in the last session. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that that's right. I hope they've done better the job than than the some of the issue threes that we've got in the past years. <laughs> Whenever it says it's for transparency and uh, term limits, and it comes out to do exactly the opposite of what it sounds like it's going to do, I mean, misleading. Yes, I believe the, some of them in the past have been very misleading, and hopefully, uh, I'm not sure this change will improve that or not, but I hope it does. All right, so we're sitting at 16 minutes after seven. When we come back, I'd like to ask about uh, you were talking about the three major initiatives. First one being the half cent sales tax uh, being permanent for highways and being made permanent uh, through the Arkansas uh, uh, Constitution. And then uh, the other two, one for redistricting and the other one about primaries. There's a couple others that I remember hearing about. I'll let you talk to us about whether they look like they're going to make the ballot or not. For our listeners, two of these ballot initiatives are caught up in uh, in, uh, in a legal battle right now. Maybe Leslie can talk about where that all stands when we get back. 17 minutes after 7, we've got the Secretary of State here. We've got the Assistant Director of Elections uh, Division for the Secretary of State with us. We've got the Power Panel with us. And you got Dave Ellswick back. What more could you ask for? 101.1 FM, the answer.
We've got uh, about 22 after seven. We're eight minutes away from Rush Limbaugh, and uh, we're back with our special guest, Secretary of State John Thurston, and the uh, Assistant Director of Elections Division in the Secretary of State's office, and that's Leslie Bellamy. We're talking about the initiated acts on the ballot coming up in November, and John, one that I had heard, I remember hearing about was uh, I think it was Melanie Fox that was trying to get the the number of signatures needed to get recreational marijuana on the ballot so people could vote on it. Is that going to make it or not? No, sir, that did not make it. Um, whatever, one of the reasons that I was reading earlier, you know, about the, uh, the number of signatures, and of course, maybe the paid canvassers uh, didn't meet all the qualifications. And, uh, you know, since we don't have much time, if you would like, you know, those three measures that, I was mentioning the casinos, the primaries, the uh, uh, redistricting. Uh, I, ca- I can speak to those a little bit, even though a couple of them are in litigation. But like I said, there were okay. three of those. Uh, the petitions for new redistricting, which is three Republicans, three Democrats, three independents, and then the petition for open primaries, uh, also known as ranked choice, and then the petition for the casinos. So a- after... Uh, consulting with our legal departments, it was determined that none of the three petitions met certain statutory requirements and therefore they could not be certified to the ballot. So specifically, the law requires that uh, the sponsors of each petition certify that their paid canvassers have passed a criminal background check prior to soliciting signatures from the voters. Uh, The sponsors of the petitions you know, filed suit with the Arkansas Supreme Court asking my office uh, to be required to verify those signatures. So those three sponsors or those three measures uh, had canvassers that did not pass the background check. At least they didn't specify that they were. So that's why those signatures were thrown out. So the Supreme Court ordered my office to verify the signatures, uh, determine if each one was from a registered voter. So the court also granted the sponsors what was called a provisional cure period, 30 days in which to gather additional signatures that would go toward the required 89,151 valid signatures. So a special master, retired Judge John Fogelman, was appointed to hold a hearing and make findings of uh, fact regarding the redistricting petition and the open primaries petition and then judge kathleen bell was appointed as special master for the same purpose on the casino of course the casinos have been pulled the sponsors pulled that all together so that will not be on the ballot so um, so in the redistricting and open primary uh judge fogelman reported to the supreme court that he agreed with my office that the sponsors did not follow the law regarding the certification of the criminal background checks of the paid canvassers. So that's why we're in the Supreme Court now. So the special masters ruled and uh, uh, suggested that we were in the right. So now it's up to the, up to the Supreme Court. And okay. uh, so because the Supreme Court, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just saying, okay, I'm, un- I'm understanding what you're telling us. So the, the, the deal dealing with uh, redistricting right now is in limbo until the Supreme Court rules on that the canvassers had background checks. That's right. That's okay. Right. 
All right, so everybody's sitting here going to ask, wondering the $800 question here, and that is, do you guys, have has that been argued in front of the Supreme Court yet, or is that yet to be argued in front of the Supreme Court? <clears throat> well, let's see, the deadline for, for me to certify measures uh, to the ballot is August the 20th. So we are, and Leslie, I, I don't, are they hearing it today or tomorrow? I mean, it is very, very soon. I, I am not actually sure what day. They usually come out with decisions, I think, on Thursday afternoon. And they know the time is pressing uh, as we have to certify to the counties. Um, so I'm hoping we hear this week. Yeah, it'll have okay. to be this. Yeah, it, it, it's been expedited for sure. So it should be this week. All right. So we should know by the end of this week whether that's going to be on the ballot or not. Now, the other one is about the primary. So where are we on that? Uh, it, it's in the same place. The primary uh, and the uh, the redistricting are, are uh, for the, before the Supreme Court right now. And they're both on, both there because of the lack of criminal background checks of the canvassers? That's right. That's okay. Um, so... You know, we've completed the process for the redistricting petition and determined that it did not have the constitutionally required numbers of signatures in order to be placed on the ballot, you know, which is 89,151, or qualify for the cure period. So, uh, you know, just based on what we looked at as far as the signatures go, uh, they're definitely on an uphill climb. And, and again, you know, I've been criticized in the paper that my political views are the reason things aren't making it to the ballot and all sorts of things like that, which is, you know, it's a little bit insulting because uh, we we don't care about we're administrative and what is in the content of it is not what uh, we look at. We are only looking at the signatures. And, uh, and like you said earlier, the State Board of Elections, they look at the, uh, the ballot title, of which the, uh, the primary, the, the ranked choice primary uh, title was not approved by the State Board. Now, the redistricting was. So uh, that's another hurdle that that particular ballot measure Okay. Let me ask a question. Okay, no, you can't. You can't ask a question right now. Okay. You got to wait until I come back. All right. Okay. Rush Limbaugh is ready to speak, and if you know, and, and I know you're aware of this, uh, Mr. Beach. But if I didn't put Rush on right on time, they'd burn my studio down. <laughs> so, Rush, Rush is next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're going to get to him. Let's find out what he's got for us on uh, on uh, 101. Uh, point one, he's coming up here in just about 60 seconds. I want to remind everybody that we are going to have the uh, Secretary of State on and the Assistant Director of Elections Division Secretary of State on with us until we got everybody's a- questions answered about the initiated acts. I'm, I'm pretty uh, happy to hear that it sounds like to me it, it's beginning to look like there's only going to be one ballot measure on uh, the uh, the ballot come November 3rd, and that's going to be about the half-cent sales tax. So uh, that'd, that'd just be one thing that we have to argue about instead of two or three or whatever uh, all these people were, were wondering uh, uh, about. Now, I will 
tell you that since the last time that the General Assembly got together, they had tightened up the requirements to get something on the ballots, and that may have something to do with a lot that's happening right now. Well, I'll tell you what, you listen to my show, I'll guarantee you this. You'll have the facts, and you'll know what's, what's happening out there. Because I always ask the newsmakers to come on with us, like the Secretary of State, John Thurston, today, and uh, his Assistant Director of Elections Division, uh, Leslie Bellamy, talking about the initiated acts. Now, uh, let me go to R.D. R.D., there was a couple you were wanting to ask about. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, the couple of them was uh, HJR 1018 and SJR 15 on the term limits. Uh, I guess the first question, SJR 15 term limits, uh, is it going to be on the ballot? And I've read it the way I understand it. It looks like you can serve 12 years and then your term limits kick in. Uh, then you take four off, and then when you come back, I'm unclear how many start over. A, 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 how many you can serve after you come back. Number one, is it on the ballot? And second is, is how long can you serve after you take four years off? Well, let's turn that over to the Secretary of State. John, do you have information on that? Yeah, I may let Leslie speak to that. Now, as far as the, uh, the content in it, um, <clears throat> I'd have to read it a little bit closer, uh, but... Leslie, will it be on the ballot? Uh, I still think that we're not sure if that's going to make it to the ballot. Really? Uh, I'm kind of thinking that we actually may only have um, the one on the uh, half-cent sales tax. Uh, I don't know that SJR uh, 15 or HJR 1008 is going to make it. We just uh, haven't heard yet. Wow. So have there been lawsuits that have um, been um, filed to kick them off? Uh, I know at least on one, um, I've not talked to our legal department about it in a few days, so uh, I'm just waiting to see what uh, when we get that, all of that. We'll know by the end of the week, probably, I think, on all of them, if we're going to, what will be certified to the county. Wow. So that, that's, that's sort of getting to become maybe a little more normal thing for um, legislative initiated acts, or whatever you want to call them, the, the ballot. Yeah ballot initiatives be kicked off because prior to what last last election cycle there'd never been been one kicked off if i if, if unless i'm mistaken uh not to my knowledge um. well yeah that's unusual of course i'm glad to hear that one's being kicked off because you know i believe that term limits are a good thing i don't think that that serving a legislator should be a lifelong career i think it should just be our neighbors going up for a few years and, and, and coming back but so uh so and i'm well, like let me, you. Now let me let me jump in here already and let's not put words in the mouth of leslie bellamy she said that she was expecting word from the supreme court by the end of this week Okay. On what on what was going to be on the ballot and whatnot, it's up to them now. Okay. All right. All right. Let's. Okay. Well, that's good, I, that's a good th- thing. Going back to ten eighteen uh, on on the on the sales taxes. Uh, so that one's going to be on there. Uh, I've read it. Uh, I know it's a a new it's a new sales tax half cent to for the 
highway department, but I'd heard from a rumor that it had a that it had a trigger in it that would raise it over time, and that we would not get a chance to vote on it anymore. Uh, number one, does it sunset? And number two, is there a trigger in it to raise it over time automatically? Uh, I'm, I honestly don't know about the trigger. Uh, you know, I I've read through it. Um, I don't know that I would probably, you know, want to comment as to the trigger without more of a legal opinion. Um, I did not see. Um, I was looking for the sunset clause. I don't even see a sunset clause, actually. Let's see. Yeah, I didn't I'm think sorry. there was a sunset on one. No, I don't see a sunset clause in this. Yeah, that's going to be part of the Constitution of Arkansas, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for in, in, what is it, for infinity and beyond, to quote one of my favorite uh, movie character. So anyway, uh, yeah, that, that, that's what that, that's what we're uh, we're looking for. So John, right now, what what we're hearing is that the half cent sales tax that the governor backs is the uh, initiated act that we can be sure that's going to be on the ballot come November third. Now it's important that the Supreme Court figure this out because. Uh, uh, I was talking with the Lone Oak election folks, and they said that they have had more uh, people ask for absentee ballots now uh, than they had in the last Trump election in 16. So it's really important when it comes down to you got when does when does early voting start? And we want to make sure that the ballots are correct. Uh, yes, sir. And, you know, we're, we're happy to come back next week and maybe speak more specifically on a lot okay. of these uh, ballot measures. Um, yes, sir. We had in 2016, we had around 42,000 Arkansans that voted absentee. Um, we're getting reports from some of the counties already that they're, they're, they're already having requests for absentee uh, above where they were at this time last year. So we do expect a, an increase in absentee, you know, and, and especially after we've all received, or most of the states received a letter from the U.S. Postal Service uh, saying that they can't guarantee that uh, the ballots will make it to their destinations by the, 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 the you know, the deadlines that are set in law. Uh, of course, you know, when I read that letter, I was like, well, goodness, I mean, can the Postal Service ever guarantee something makes it <laughs> by death by death? <laughs> so anyway, you know, I, I suppose that's just them covering their own uh, their backside. But so, you know, if people are going to vote absentee, you know, you do make sure you, you know, send that application in as soon as you can. When you receive that ballot, make sure you send it back as soon as you can, uh, because, you know, on election night, I'm not so sure. Uh, when we're going to know the results. I mean, I hate to say that. and hate, I'm, I'm not trying to, to sow fear or anything, but I think across the nation there's a possibility we may not know um, the results because we can't begin counting the absentee ballots uh, until Election Day at, at 8.30 in the morning. So, um, so a lot of
lot of unknowns, and I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of rambled on there. Right, so uh, I, I think you have. There's a, there's going to be a lot of absentee ballots out. Now, you know, the, the Democrats in the House are trying to sow distrust uh, in our electoral po- uh, process right now. Nancy Pelosi, you know, she's going absolutely ape on, you know, bat guano on this, as is Schumer. Uh, and they're, they're trying to threaten the uh, postmaster general of, about not getting the ballots in and, and whatnot. But uh, they're not helping things because they've, they've evidently held up the amount of money that the, the postal system has been asking for for a couple of years. And all of a sudden now it was like, oh, you need an extra $25 million, you know, right here now during the pandemic. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. But it looks like to me that the left is already starting to to, to try to make people question, you know, how good the uh, uh, election results are going to be. And that's got to be infuriating to you, John. Well, you know, especially with the counties putting in all the work that they're doing and, and all the work that we've been doing since, I mean, since the, uh, the pandemic or whatever, since COVID came on the scene, we began having these conversations on what the November election is going to look like. And uh, this, the entire month of March, we are delivering uh, PPE to the counties uh, by the truck, you know, little box cart trucks. And we have staff loading them up at the warehouse and, and driving to every county. So, uh, and the stylus pins, you know, that, that you mentioned earlier. I mean, when you walk in, you know, put your mask on, walk in, you're going to receive a, a, a disposable stylus pen, and you'll be able to sign your name, go to the machine and vote, and walk out and not touch a single thing. So uh, I, I'm definitely showing up to the poll. Uh, yeah. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. And under this, I know we're short on time, but if you, if you won the lottery, are you going to mail that ticket in? Or are you going <laughs> to drive down to the lottery department or office and, and turn it in. So that's uh, this one encourage folks that the polls are going to be open. Um, and, and I think they'll be as safe as anywhere else they're going in their normal course of business. Well, I, I, always, I, I also wanted to jump in and say that Fauci has said that he has he's not afraid of people going out and voting in person at all. He thinks that they can do that. I think the Democrats have done themselves a disservice because latest polling shows 62% of them want to vote by mail and 72% of Republicans want to show up and cast a vote for Trump. So that's uh, that, that. those are some, some numbers that maybe people want to get a, a hold of as well. Well, if you guys will hold with us for one more segment, we're going to play some uh, uh, spots that we got to play so we can keep the lights on in the studio. I know that uh, Iverson Jackson and Paul Calvert, Artie Hopper, and, of course, Wayne Beach all want to sit in, in the light and not in the dark. So with that in mind, let's take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. The Secretary of State is with us. That's John Thurston, along with the uh, Assistant Director of Elections Division of the Secretary of State's office, Leslie Bellamy, trying to give you all the information you need to know about what to expect for November 3rd and what's going to be on the ballot. 
Uh, the absentee ballots, John, uh, when should people be asking for those? Now, uh, a week from now, when? That's a good question because as we just uh, mentioned earlier in the show, you know, the U.S. Postal Service has, you know, sent letters to the states not, you know, saying that they can't guarantee uh, things will make it by their deadlines. And so uh, I'm going to let Leslie speak to that so she will give some specific dates on uh, when things are, are due. All right, Leslie, bring us up to date. Okay, Dave. I think uh, one of the things that we should probably hit, too, is that registration closes on October 5th if you want to participate in the uh, election and you are not registered or you need to change your address. You could try to get everything done that 30 days ahead of time. Uh, The absentees you can request now, and that's what I would highly recommend since the Postal Service has put out that uh, kind of warning that they may not be able to do the uh, the mail by the the cutoff so october 9th is when the clerks can begin mailing those out so if you apply now you can get your ballot almost a month ahead of time to help ensure that it gets back i'd recommend you vote it quickly and and mail it back or take it back to your clerk's office and then uh october 15th would um sorry october 19th would start early voting so you have two weeks there from eight to six to vote at your county clerk's office or other early voting locations as well as 10 to 4 on saturdays uh they have the ppe in place to make those areas safe and it might not be quite as crowded at the early voting locations as on election day so october 27th would be your deadline to get a ballot by mail so that would be the last day you could submit that request I highly recommend you not wait for that deadline, especially with the post office saying they can't meet those demands. All right. Everybody's been warned. Everybody's been told. So uh, that that's good. I appreciate all that information. Again, the, uh, the last day for ask, asking for an absentee ballot is what again? October 27th, Dave. All right. I'm, I'm putting everything on my calendar right now. Make sure I got all of it. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be asking for for one because I'm. There's nobody keeping me away from the polls. I'll be there. I'll probably be waiting in line, and and do and, and do that. Hey, John, real quickly, I'm, I want to give you a few moments. Uh, most of the polls are run by volunteers, and from what I'm hearing, they need workers. Is that right? Yes, sir. We 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 called the counties uh, several months ago to find out what their needs were going to be coming into November, due you know due to the coronavirus and all that's going on. And every county that, virtually every county that we spoke to, uh, mentioned poll workers uh, that they thought would be an issue, and 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 it is. Uh, and again, because I mentioned you know typically, the retired community are the ones who work these polls. So. Um, so yeah, they're not totally volunteer. Poll workers actually uh, do get paid. Uh, now they're also, in my opinion, uh, a need for poll watchers. If you're uh, want to be engaged and kind of help monitor, since there is going to be a, a large uh, absentee participation, then maybe you want to be a poll watcher and you just kind of watch things and, and just be a citizen and give give some extra eyes on things and I and so 
but yeah, poll workers they need to contact their county clerk. But that's a that's a paid spot. All right, all right, that's good to know, uh, Leslie. Let me ask. I had somebody just text me and they said, "Is October fifth the last day to register to vote in this coming election?" It is if you've not uh, ever registered or been voting uh, consistently. <laughs> Okay, so you got till the 5th of October, so you still got plenty of time, but don't do like me and, and don't take care of business because it'll sneak up on you and you won't be expecting yeah. it. Uh, a lot of citizens think it happens automatically, and it, it doesn't. It's in, you know, if you have an address change as well, uh, that could change your ballot style and your local representation up to your federal representation. So make sure that you've got the correct address as well. All right, John, one last question for me. And then, guys, if you got questions there in the studio, John, are we going to have as many polling places opened up on November 3rd as we have had in the past? Good question, Dave. Um, probably not. And because of that, you know, the reason I just mentioned uh, poll workers. Uh, so that's something the counties are, are, you know, having to struggle with. Um, so each county very well could see a decrease in uh, polling sites. All right. I just had a question sent to me by text. How do you sign up to volunteer to work at the polls? Leslie, can you help with that? Yes, sir. They uh, just need to contact their county clerk's office, and the county clerk's office will get them in touch with their uh, local county board of election commissioners, and then they'll set them up for some training and, um, you know, assign positions because poll workers do different duties on election day. Uh, so that's, that's how easy it is. All right. I'll, I'll let you know that came from a businessman that I got a lot of respect for. He wants to be involved in the electoral process uh, this year because he understands it's such a unique time. I mean, won't we all be gr- glad to get rid of 2020? Yes, <laughs> sir. Yeah. I tell you. All right, to my power panel. Guys, we got two minutes. Does so anybody have a, have a question? I, I have a question. So okay. I, I, I assume that they're still going to be requiring photo ID. How will that work with people wearing masks? Oh, good question. Leslie? (laughs) (laughs) Defer to me. Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think that they will, uh, you know, as far as touching the ID, a lot of county clerks are doing uh, similar things to what the, uh, you know, the food places are doing they'll have a bin to put it in and as far as the ones with masks uh i think maybe they at least would be able to tell by the the eyes or if they can't they uh you know i guess could ask them to pull it down but mainly uh you know i think they'll be able to tell by the the eyes uh, if it's the same person and then they're required too to state their name address date of birth there's some other identifying information there that goes with that photo id okay well that is that is true but that must have been paul with that question <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> who else would you expect to ask that question hey who, that, that's a valid question I, I didn't even think about it yeah Anybody else have a question for the Secretary of State, Iverson, or or Wayne, or R.D.? Did you guys have any more questions? 
Sounds like you pretty well covered most of them. Yeah, no. All right. We've covered everything. If we covered most of them, there's something I forgot. Ask. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, I will let everybody know that if the Supreme Court renders their decisions by the end of this week, the Secretary of State will join us at 7 o'clock on Monday to tell us what will and what will not be on uh, the November 3rd ballot. So for the uh, for the panel here, to uh, Secretary of State John Thurston and to Assistant Director of Elections Division, Secretary of State's Office, Leslie Bellamy. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today and bringing us up to date on uh, this crucial election time coming up in November. Thank you. Yeah. Right, yes, sir. So Dave, thanks for what you do. Yeah, we'll let you guys run. So you get on, get on, and take Thanks, care Leslie. of your business. Today. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully. All right, we're out of time for this hour. If you want to hear next hour, you got to listen at 6 o'clock or l- listen to the podcast. That's the way you're going to have to hear it. Podcast is at 101.1 FM, theanswer.com. So keep that in mind. We'll take a break right now and then uh, more uh, interesting talk coming up here on 101.